You're listening to Leah and Alana watch The X-Files. Leah's seen it. Alana hasn't. I'm Leah. I'm Alana. Okay, so we are talking about episode 14, which is called Genderbender. And I guess I'll just start off by saying that when I read this title and description, I was very concerned about what this episode was going to hold because it happened in 1993 and our understanding of gender has come a long way since then. And also the words that we use to talk about gender are uh, more informed than they used to be. So I was really really concerned about what this episode was gonna hold. Yeah, I think that's completely understandable. And I mean, I don't think they do, I think they do a pretty good job compared to how offensive this could have been. Uh, Cause they don't, it, it, it's not even that much of a focus on it after a little while because the rest of the fucking cult shit becomes way more interesting. Um, but they do have some questionable like ways of trying to have the audience like read gender. Um, but I mean, they're pretty stereotypical, so it's not. The, the, the main, the one that I instantly think of um, and that I kind of like noted when I was watching it is like kind of at the very beginning, like the opening scene after this person sleeps with and then I guess kills um, the victim, they are focused on the feet and then like suddenly you know that it's not a woman and it's a man because the feet are like larger and I just think that that really says a lot about how we read people's gender. Yeah, that's a good point. And I, I think you're right. Like, I mean, the, the episode really, I was surprised by how much it avoided any, for the most part, controversial, like, talk about gender. It really didn't mm-hmm. focus on what was happening. I think probably because... Scully and Mulder didn't understand what was happening for a long time. I don't know if they like even end kind of understanding what happened. (laughs) I certainly don't. Uh, So they don't really talk about uh, the transformation all that much. So it it doesn't really get into like too controversial of, of an area. Yeah, I agree. I will say the, the premise of this, of um, just someone meeting someone at a bar, taking them home, and then killing them is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so what's happening in this episode is that there is a person who we later come to know to be named as Marty, who will pick up someone in a bar, sleep with them, and then maybe accidentally kill them because Marty emits... Uh, pheromones and um, emits a a lethal amount of pheromones by having sex with the people that they're having sex with. Uh, And so Scully and Mulder are investigating this. And I guess just just to say that, because I I just mentioned it, they say in this episode that um, they say that pheromones were, they're killing people with pheromones and that we don't know that humans can produce pheromones, which is quite honestly news to me. 
because I just assumed. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I assumed that all like mammals, like can produce pheromones. I didn't know that humans couldn't or that we don't know for sure that humans can. Yeah, well, I thought, I was like, wow, you know, they didn't know this in the 90s, but since then we've obviously figured out that humans do produce pheromones. And I looked it up and there's actually no scientific proof. Like, it's still in the same way, like, unknown. And I was like, wait, wait, (laughs) what? (laughs) It's kind of like an assumption. And, like, I think there's some research that, like, shows how it could be possible but it's not like in animals where it's like they've specifically identified the gland or whatever that would produce it and i'm like all right well that just flipped my world view upside down agreed that i'm glad we're on the same page because this was so weird to me to hear because i mean like humans are just animals we're animals that can like walk upright and maybe think more critically than other animals, but I would think we would still be producing the same kind of like chemicals that all other mammals do to reproduce. Yeah, it's, um, it's truly mind blowing. (laughs) I do think it's interesting. Obviously the pheromones or whether or not they have them is like a, a big part of it, but the Marty also like, he by like touching their hand is able to just like completely seduce somebody um which is quite the superpower yeah when i first saw this so in the first scene um marty is in the form of a woman and touches this guy's hand and does not say anything and they just stare at each other for a while and then i think marty says like do you want to come home with me and he goes home with her and i not knowing like the premise of what was happening here i was like does that really happen like can people (laughs) just like say nothing except like do you want to come home with me and then like that works does does that yeah does that happen Oh, that happens for me. Yeah, it totally works. Um, No, I don't know. Like, (laughs) it would not work on me, and I don't think it would work if I did it. But um, I think in non-COVID times, when we're allowed outside again, we should try it just to see. Um, But I do think if someone said yes, I'd be like, no, sorry, this was actually a sociological experiment. I do not want to take you home. But thank you so much for participating. (laughs) Right. I was going to say the same thing. I'm willing to try it. I might get myself into a situation that I don't want to be in if it works. But yeah. And I'll just say, oops, sorry, forgot that I didn't want to do this. So, oh my God, I totally forgot. (laughs) But that does bring me to a note that I wrote about something that Scully says when they're investigating uh, this this particular murder. She says, it's hard to imagine in this day and age, someone having sex with a perfect stranger, which despite what I just said, was surprising to me. I understand (laughs) that, I understand that dating apps didn't exist in 1993, but I feel like people having sex, like what does she mean by in this day and age, it's hard to imagine. I thought the same thing because I was like, oh, Scully, oh, honey, like, 
but I think I, I don't know, maybe it was just like, she thought it was dangerous because, I mean, it was the 90s. We did have AIDS. Oh. The AIDS yeah. epidemic was happening. I yeah. did kind of forget about that. Um, so I, maybe that's part of it, which, of course, they didn't actually say. But just in general, I mean, for her, I guess I, I get it as, like, an FBI agent who's probably constantly, well, before chasing aliens, was maybe confronted more with, like, other types of crimes and just, in general, thinks people are dangerous and you shouldn't go home with strangers. Um, which, I mean, sure, she's got some valid points there, but, like, she is, she is just fully, fully shocked. And the only thing that I guess I get from her perspective is that, like, they didn't even know the woman's name. Like, they had no, like, it was literally just, do you want to go home with me or whatever they said? And then, like, yes, and they left, which I do get. You would ideally ask someone's name before you left a bar with them. But I don't know. Maybe people don't. Yeah. I guess I imagine people normally try to talk to the person that they're going to hook up with a little bit. (laughs) Even if they just met them that night. They maybe have like a little bit of a conversation. Even if it's a drunken conversation. Even if it's while dancing. It's not just, I just saw you a second ago. And now we're going home with each other. But um, I, I'm, unlike Scully, I am willing to admit that there are probably uh, people who do this, and I'm just not one of them. Yeah, well, I'm not either, and that's, that's the basis of our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> so if one of us were that type of person, we would just, we, would we wouldn't be bond. able to be friends. Yeah. <laughs> It would be fun if one of us was, because then maybe we could have some insight into whether or not this is at least semi-normal behavior. Um, But I don't think it is. I don't think it is. I just think that that's insane. I think people have one-night stands, but I think it's usually a, like, can I buy you a drink, or do you want to dance? And then maybe there's not a lot of talking, but there's enough that you're like, okay, I'll go with you. But... I worry that we just sound like absolute nerds talking about this. (laughs) We're like, there needs to be a full conversation. I need to see your resume. I I need to see your driver's license. (laughs) I need references. I mean, that's not too far from the truth for me, but I realize it's not true for everyone. I have two consecutive notes here that I just want to read to you, um, which are just, the ultimate sex magnet, Mulder wishes he was him. And <laughs> then the spooky person is just so sexy it kills people. <laughs> Which I think is Marty. I just didn't write his name down. And I prefer to refer to him as the spooky person. Yeah, um, the spooky person is good. Although it gets confusing because Mulder is also the spooky person. And yes. I think it's unfair for you to say that Mulder is not the perfect sex magnet. Mulder is clearly not a sex magnet. Mulder is not having any sex. He could be if he tried, is what I think. He could be. He's just not, it's not in his head to be having. He's not, he's not interested in it at this moment. Right, sure. I wrote down a note of something that I think that they 
I think Mulder says it describing the person who they don't know who this person is yet. They don't know if this person is a man or a woman. And they describe this person as of indeterminate height, weight, and sex, but extremely attractive. And if I actually still use Tinder, I think that I would put that in my Tinder bio because that's a really good description. That's really good. That's ideal. And then if you were to have that, you could potentially find your soulmate by if someone knew that that was an X-Files quote. That's true. Maybe someday. (laughs) And then they tell me they listen to the podcast and I realize they're a crazy fan and I just, I have to, I don't know. It might be a dangerous situation. Going for witness protection. You'll meet an FBI agent that resembles Mulder. Okay, now we're talking. This is this is there a story we go. That, that I like. Yeah, <laughs> there's always a way to bring it back around. You finding your soulmate through this quote. <laughs> so they wind up going what I just in my head referred to as upstate. I guess I don't actually know where they are, um, if they're in Pennsylvania or elsewhere, um, to uh, Amish country. This is the point. They go to Amish country. Yeah, um, so they're probably somewhere in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania makes the most sense based on the, the location of the show as well. When they're on their way up there, Boulder like, approaches some of them on the road. And I have two things to say about this. One, Scully is, like, talking to this guy and is just, like, fully blushing. Just so in him after I think she he maybe touches her hand or is like she's just in such close proximity to him. I need and to I spend a lot of time talking about this. Just just so okay. you know, I know you have Good. two points, but I need to spend a lot of time talking about this scully part. Let me then bring up my other point because it's it is less um interesting, but I just want to hear your take. So in that um scene when she's talking to him, they're like petting their horse that's pulling their like horse and buggy and Scully goes she must have problems on the asphalt has she ever thrown a shoe and so I'd like to raise the question do you think Scully was a horse girl growing up oh wow that's a great question and I think she was (laughs) yeah I don't feel like I need a lot of time to talk about this I think immediately I can say yes she was a horse girl That's what I thought. That's why I wanted to get this one out there because I don't think there's really a lot to discuss. I just wanted to get your take because as soon as she said that, oh my, I can just picture it. Like picture young Scully. She's a horse girl. Like I can just see it. Yeah, I can definitely see it. And what we know about her parents now is that I I feel like they were pretty well off. So maybe she had her own horse or she was part of some kind of equestrian club and she rode horses when she was a kid. I think that is all very likely. We have written Scully's backstory. (laughs) Um, Okay, I would like you to just go ahead and and share all your thoughts on uh, uh, Scully in this scene with her her blushing face. (laughs) The blushing bride. I guess I I don't have... a lot of thoughts, I guess maybe I just had a lot of like a, a, an emotional reaction to it because <laughs> Scully, so like what what happens is that this guy touches Scully's hand and is holding Scully's hand kind of in a similar way that we've seen the murderer do 
um, to people before. And then the people that um, the murderers with get like super attracted to uh, the murderer. But this guy that Scully is with touches her hand and is like holding her hand. And the same thing happens to her. And you can just tell, like you said, she's blushing, but I think she is like straight up. I'm sorry to say, I'm sorry to be crass, but she is just straight up horny. Like she is so turned on. Like You just so said I'm easy. sorry to be crass so we haven't had a full discussion about the size of David Duchovny's penis. I know, How but dare I, you say horny. I just, I respect Scully and I, I don't want to, you know. <laughs> but she, is, she is turned on and she is, she's DTF ready, ready for it. Um, and that was just like very shocking to see, especially because like the background music at the time is like, it's kind of eerie and kind of, um, ominous. And it's just like Gillian Anderson acting very turned on, which was, um, it was an interesting thing to see. (laughs) It was new to see Scully in that way was to like fully break down part of her usual like rigid exterior, which is just very exciting. And I think it was also conflicting for me (laughs) because obviously, I mean, I have a note that's like, this is the guy really. And obviously it's like, the pheromones and not that he's like incredibly unattractive, but he's not the guy you would, you would expect to just fully break down someone into a puddle of, I don't know how I wanted to end that sentence. Uh, (laughs) Hmm. A puddle of, how can we end that sentence? A puddle of, But she, yeah, she's just like, she is incredibly horny and it is, it is fun to watch and it is even more fun to watch it be in response to this Amish man or kindred man. Right. Cause it is like, she's never looked at Mulder that way. She's never been that struck by Mulder and you know that she, she is attracted to Mulder. We know, we yeah. know that. Uh, but she has never been, um, she's never outwardly shown it as much as she's showing it here. And I do think that in what's happening here is that she's extremely turned on, but she's also confused and maybe a little scared about what's happening. Mm -hmm. So it's like fun to watch all of those emotions taking place at once. It's, it's how I imagine she feels about Mulder but she's able to like control it. Yeah. And you saying that this kindred guy that Scully is with isn't that attractive reminds me that there's a part later and I'm skipping ahead, but we can go back to this part, but there's a part later where Scully and Mulder are talking to someone who had almost slept with um, Marty in the female form. Mm -hmm. And that guy says, you know, on on a scale of one to ten, she was a three, which is so rude. And I really didn't like that guy, and I wished that he had died. I think that the guy that you're talking about, that guy, I, like, lost my shit watching this because he, this actor is – he's in it later, but he's a totally different guy. Oh, shit. And I always think it's so funny when TV shows do that. But I was watching it, and I was like – what? Because <laughs> he's like in it and he's in it not 
constantly, but like a regular, like he's a recurring character later on. And I'm like, I guess they just really liked him. And we're like, nobody's going to really remember that one Amish episode. So just bring him back. Like he's definitely not the same guy. That's so interesting. Well, I hope I like him better later because in this episode, I wished that he had died. I have no comment. I'm not allowed to have a comment. Oh, I I was thinking yes. going back to Scully and this this kindred guy that she gets very, very turned on by. She starts talking to him, and like he's clearly uncomfortable with it at first. And then I think what actually happens now that I'm remembering is that she maybe touches him first because he's kind of like um, uh, he kind of like pulls back a little bit and is like kid like. He seems very concerned about what's going on. And I was just thinking, like, Scully is kind of maybe, and maybe she's aware of it and maybe she's not, but disrespecting his religion a bit here because there certainly are are religions where, you know, men are, are not allowed or supposed to talk to women that they don't know, uh, especially not touch them. But she's just, yeah. like, going full force trying to get information. Oh, and another thing that was very important to me about Scully being turned on by (laughs) this guy is that she, I don't think at this point in time she understands what is happening and she's like a little embarrassed by it. And it just made me think like, she can't tell Mulder this information. Like she can't be like, hey, I think something weird is up here because I just got really turned on by this guy. Like, that's not something that she can share with Mulder as her co-worker. Yeah, but it's something that she should share. Yeah, um, she should. For, for a lot of reasons. For our own personal enjoyment, um, but also because, like, clearly these people have some sort of supernatural power, potentially. Though, I guess maybe she wouldn't see it that way at first, but... Like, come on, Scully. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met someone where you're just instantly like, ah. <laughs> but maybe that does happen. And those are the people that meet someone in bars and go home with them after um, two words were spoken. I wrote down that I um, really enjoyed Mulder reading a map, which uh, seems like a weird thing for me to write down, but there's Scully and Mulder are walking through the woods trying to find the home of the kindred people. He's yes. just, he's reading a map. He seems very confused by it, um, a little bit befuddled. And I don't know, there was something about it that I just enjoyed, <laughs> but uh, I feel like any new activity I see him do, I'm yeah. like, you know what? You're like, That's I've enjoyable. never seen him read a map before. <laughs> right. The notes I have, I have notes on, on, I think, the same scene where they're going through the woods. um, And they're just that I love that Scully's coat is just so fucking big. I don't know if you noticed this, but her coat is way too big. Um, And then I said, I love her leather gloves. Kinky bitch is what I wrote. (laughs) (laughs) That was my response. Um... And I know that that's not really necessarily indicative of uh, her level of kinkiness, but I'd like to think that it is. Yeah, yeah, maybe it is. I mean, we do know that she is at least not kinky in the way where she's going to have sex with a perfect stranger, but maybe she does enjoy leather. 
That's right. That's why it needs to be with not a perfect stranger because she needs the level of trust there. Scully does BDSM and you heard it here first. (laughs) I would believe that. She's a horse girl who does BDSM. So the horse girl who clearly had daddy issues based on the last episode and you know (laughs) all of this is fact now. We this is true. Yeah. It's not just our opinions, it's true. It's true, you can quote us on it, and we will be happy to be your source. (laughs) I certainly do think Mulder would be uh, the submissive person in, in that partnership, yes. Oh yeah. Oh completely. So Mulder and Scully, well, they don't necessarily find the the kindred people as much as the kindred people find them mm-hmm. and surround them, tell them they can't take their, like, they can come back with them, but they can't take their guns. They have to, to submit their guns. And they do, which seems like a very stupid idea for FBI agents to do. I mean... yeah. I guess they didn't have a choice, but it's like, uh, in, in a way, it's it kind of feels a bit like kidnapping a, a bit. Like they're like, I don't know. It was just a very, it was a very odd thing for Mulder and Scully to agree to do. I agree with you. <laughs> um, and then they go and have dinner with them. And... That whole scene is just highly fucked up. <laughs> um, clearly, they have a lot of rules that they expect Scully and Mulder to follow. And then that one guy just basically chokes to death. And they're like, let it happen. Do not save him. Um, and that was really a difficult I think to watch. Um, but it was then obviously because they had to go and do a ritual with his body. So, you know, I guess I get it. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, like, I understand that they do a ritual. Alana, it's for a ritual. So I, you know, no further questions, please. Right. Sure. I understand that they do a ritual for the body and that I imagine that they like the cult. I, I don't know if they're a cult, but a religious religious group that they are um have uh rules around like not like resuscitating people and like letting death happen like when it happens and that but like the guy is he's an older guy and he's coughing the entire meal um but he's still like alive and fine but he's like coughing and then all of a sudden he I guess starts choking, but I'm really unclear on what happened here. Uh, Was he choking the entire time? Did he, was his throat just like, I I didn't understand how he died, but I, I guess that's fine. I don't need to understand. Yeah, I mean, I wish that I could give you a definitive answer because it was kind of like, is he choking or like, are they choking him with their minds? Like, is something else going on here that is causing this? Uh, But we don't really know. Um, And then once Scully and Mulder leave, quote-unquote leave, because as we know, of course, they're not just going to walk away. They, the kindred go to their barn 
and seem to be performing some sort of ritual as Mulder and Scully, you know, come up and, and try to spy on them. They're doing things in the barn that, that Mulder and Scully can watch. And then yeah. the women leave the barn and we don't right. see the men leave. But for some reason, Mulder is like, okay, I can go in the barn. And he finds an entrance Obviously. to a cave and then, like, a fucking idiot goes down into the cave uh, and leaves Scully alone. And that's where the the guy that she got very turned on by finds her. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, I can help you. And then takes her to just essentially a small bedroom. <laughs> yeah. He... Uh, so two things are, are happening here. Mulder is in this weird honey-like cave watching this yeah. ritual over this body. And uh, Scully is with um, the guy she got turned on by in this bedroom. So to talk about that one first, that guy starts giving her information on Marty, says that Marty was his best friend. Um, they found like porno mags and Marty got super into sex mm, stuff mm-hmm. and just like really wanted to have sex. Um, and like basically snitches a bit on his best friend. So I was wondering, you know, if I became a, a murderer um, who maybe inadvertently kills people when I have sex with them, but still wanted to have sex with them. Would you would you tell the FBI on me? Absolutely not. Okay, great. That's what I figured, but I just wanted to make sure. No, um, I would never do that to you. Cool. Nice. No matter what. Fuck the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely would not turn you in to the FBI while we're actively working to defund it. <laughs> but this guy doesn't it seem is- to have this have the same <laughs> loyalty. No, he doesn't. And it is confusing to me because they never explain. It It doesn't seem like Marty, or it's unclear on if Marty is atten- intentionally trying to kill people or if Marty just likes having sex so much and there's no way for mm-hmm. Marty to have sex safely. Like, that yeah. they produce these pheromones that just kill people when they have sex with them. And I think like what we're led to believe here is that everyone in this like religious sect has the same um, powers. And so they're all very, you know, pious and um, pure and seem to not engage in sexual activity or allow it in their, in their religion. So I think Marty is, accidentally killing people or or it doesn't seem like he cares that he's killing people but um, I think I mean I don't I I guess I don't know that he's doing it accidentally because he knows it's gonna happen yeah but it's more just like he's I don't think he's doing it necessarily with the intention of like I'm gonna murder but like he knows that that will happen if he does it um, so it's more like he's just accepted this as, like, the consequence and, like, that's fine with him because he doesn't really give a shit about humans that are not in his kindred cult. Um, but, yeah, I, I I mean, he has to know that it's what he's doing if the rest of the religion, uh, the religious group is is actively not participating in sex because of this. 
Yeah, that's what I w- would guess. But it's also unclear to me in general Marty's powers and why Marty is changing gender because what what we see during this ritual I think when Mulder is like in the caves watching this is this older man who died um, mm-hmm. is in this like honeycomb type cave and they've like prepared his body and I think that his hair starts growing and that maybe his body is changing and maybe he is changing into a woman after he's died. But Marty can change genders like, well, I I don't know when it happens. It seems to, uh, we see him changing from a woman to a man after having sex. And Mm -hmm. then I don't know if it's because Marty's having sex that he's changing gender or if he can do it at will anytime that he wants and if so why like it's it's never explained yeah it's not I would think though if he's doing it at will then he has to be murdering intentionally because why yeah because I yeah I was thinking the only reason for him to do it at, at will would be to be able to get more people Right. Yeah. But exactly. I I don't I don't know. It's, you know, Marty is Marty is, you know, a gender fluid bisexual. Maybe yeah. and maybe that's they're changing. Yeah, it's beautiful. We love that. Maybe they're changing gender just because they want to be able to have sex with everyone. Yeah. But it's I don't know. We we're we never let in on the reason. I wish we were, but we do get to see Scully make out with this other kindred man and Mulder kicked down the door to stop it (laughs) yeah yeah as he should which I mean Uh, I guess is to save her life but like also obviously fueled by rage and jealousy (laughs) right of course I did not enjoy seeing Scully almost have sex with this guy I I didn't either I did enjoy um Mulder saying that he goes I saw you about to do uh, the wild thing with a stranger, uh, which I thought was a cute way for him to say sex. <laughs> it was cute. It it was cute. And he's not uh, he's not mad at her because he like understands that like right he gets well. It I don't know what he understands, but uh, he knows he, that he gets that something else is happening and that yeah. Scully is not choosing to do this. Yeah, she wouldn't have on her own chosen to do this. It was the pheromones. Okay, so you had said that you don't feel like you understood a lot of it, including the ending. How how did you read the the ending? Okay, the ending made me angry because what? Well, this is what I remember from the ending. Mulder and Scully chase down Marty. They do they do they kill him? Good question. It's not really important because that's not the part that made me angry. Yeah. But after they chase down Marty um, and stop them, they go back to the religious cult. And it's like the next day and everything's cleared out. They're all gone. And Scully is like, well, how, how would they get out of here so fast? Like they don't have any means of transportation. Like, they don't like buy into like these kind of like elect- electric things. Like how did they get out of here? 
And then they walk into a field and there's a big crop circle. And Mulder is like, well, they had help. Which to me makes it seem like they were aliens the whole time. Which I just have so many questions about. Why is that how they ended this episode? Um, well, I can't tell you why, but I can tell you that... No, tell that, me why. I don't want to hear any other um, explanation. Because this is the X-Files, Alana, and even when you think it's not aliens, sometimes it's aliens. And um, this time it was aliens. Like, they were just trying to allude to the fact that these were aliens that could take the form of humans... And kill them through sex pheromones. And I don't know why that's so upsetting for you. Because I want to understand. Well, first of all, I just thought we were getting to see something supernatural that wasn't aliens. And that was fun for me. And then at the end, it was we like. We have, though. <laughs> just we've kidding, seen, it's aliens. We've seen supernatural things that aren't aliens. I thought you'd be so excited that we're back on, on aliens. Because when you started the show, you thought it was only aliens. It does still feel like mostly aliens to me. Like, mostly only aliens. The last one was not aliens. We've had telekinetics that turned out to be ghosts. We've had those two twin girls that were clones with extra genes that made them evil. That guy was a pyrokinetic. Sure. And then we had a psychic slash possessed guy. I mean, do, yeah. you, do you want me to continue, Alana? Um, you know, you're making good points, but I still think the alien to non-alien ratio is pretty high. And I just felt duped by this episode that this whole time I was thinking it wasn't aliens. And then in, like, literally the last second, they were like, just kidding, it's aliens. But I, I don't understand why would aliens choose to live on Earth in this religious sect that is separated from the rest of the world to keep them from maybe accidentally killing humans because of these pheromones. Uh, what, uh, what, why? why? Why would they do that? I have a, I have a theory, but I don't have an, an answer. But my okay. theory would be that maybe these aliens came from a planet that is no longer inhabitable And so they are trying to find a place to live, but they're not the same type of destructive alien that would want to just like take over Earth. They were just like, we just want to come. We're just going to stay. And you guys like don't even have to know we're here. Okay. Like don't even worry about it. We can kill you if we have sex with you. But like that's just we're not going to do it. It's not going to be a problem. Um, and that's how I that's how I see these aliens is they were maybe like refugees and they needed um, they needed somewhere to go and then fucking Marty had to go and just fuck all the people in this town and start killing them and give away their their hiding spot. That's what I think. <laughs> that's not a bad explanation. I can accept that explanation. I still don't necessarily <laughs> understand. Um, how they change gender and why they change gender and why the old guy seemed to be changing gender very slowly when Marty could change gender um, seemingly at will. Maybe that had to do with Marty having sex a lot. I, maybe it, it was related to like the pheromones that um, he was producing that helped him to change gender more often. I don't know. I guess 
on a positive note, I think w- this episode is maybe saying something beautiful about gender here, being that, you know, we're all aliens on the inside and our gender is just, we're just, you know, dressing up in meat suits and our gender yeah. is uh, fluid and unimportant because we're all aliens. And I would, I would even venture to say that perhaps they're hinting that even, I mean, we know that gender is a social construct, but that maybe, um, you know, the gender binary is not observed by people that are, are not people, uh, that are aliens. Maybe it just doesn't exist elsewhere and, and whatever they are and identify as are able to be male or female on earth because those are their two options. Um, yeah, they are genderless, bisexual. genderless, bisexual. And we like that. Well, you have made this make a little bit more sense to me. So thank God. It's like, that's all that I can do here. And sometimes I won't be able to do it. <laughs> and half of it is not based on the show. It's just based on my interpretation of the show. You know, for our sign off today, I'd like to specifically contact these kindred aliens. If you guys are out there, don't have sex with me. <laughs> but please come get us. We're scared. Yeah.